Stand by to receive our transmission. Where are you boys from in the world? Alabama, sir. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to the Bama Geeks Podcast. We're four friends diving into our favorite pop culture topics with a dash of Southern charm. Right, we have the tools, we have the talent. It's Miller time. Whoa, this is heavy. Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. Wait, what? Crazy? You didn't say I was crazy. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. You want something done, you've got to do it yourself. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes! So grab your biscuits and gravy, a glass of sweet tea, and enjoy the nerdy hospitality of Brock and Jessica Parker, Bo Bearden, and Kevin Gardner. This is the way. This is the way. And hi again. Welcome to the Bama Geeks, episode 22. We are here to entertain you and ourselves because I don't know, some of us are out of it and it's fun. <laughs> and what else are we going to do on a Sunday night? I mean, sure. seriously. It's been a long weekend. I'm Brock Parker. Hope you're doing well. And my three lovely co hosts Jessica. It's Kevin. It's Bo. I guess we'll just cut right to the chase. Join Bama Geeks Front Porch. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about thing. Do Obey. that. <laughs> Come sit on the front porch with us. You have your marching orders. Episode's over. See you later. <laughs> Good night, y'all. <laughs> Go search Bama Geeks Front Porch on Facebook. That's our new online community. We've added a few members since the last episode, and we're having a pretty good time in there. Mm -hmm. Had some uh, fun discussions. Yeah. Definitely uh, join us that we're trying to build the Bama Geeks community. And that is one way we would love for you to be a part of it. So head on over to Facebook. You can go to our Bama Geeks page at Bama Geeks and you can uh, find the uh, the group there or just uh, search Bama Geeks Front Porch on Facebook and ask to join and we'll let you in there. Sure will. We'll have a good time. That's right. Welcome to those who are a part of our group and uh, to those who are not, come join us. Join us. Join us. One join of us. us. One of us. Like my <laughs> grandmother always said, come sit a spell. Sit a spell. And so while you're on Facebook, make sure you uh, give us a follow at Bama Geeks. Also on Instagram and Twitter. That's where you can find us all on social media. But Bama Geeks Front Porch, that's where you'll get really in-depth in between the episodes. That's where we hang out when we're not all chit-chatting over, uh, over the podcast. Or working. <laughs> but look, this is leisure, man. This is leisure. We're not supposed to think about working. That's right. I believe Blink-182 said the best one says work sucks. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Very much so. No, I love my job. It's just right now I'm kind of going through a brain cobweb thing because I've been working on my, my, uh, the new semester started and, uh, so working on my master's degree. And so I've got a paper due at seven o'clock in the morning. And thankfully I, I'm like within just a handful of sentences away from being done, but that's where my brain's been ever since this afternoon, this morning, last night. 
been fun. Yeah. <laughs> so what's everybody been up to the last couple of weeks? <laughs> well, I didn't really put anything out there on, you know, any kind of social media or broadcast or anything. But if you listened to the last episode, there was the mention that I was running a fever. And yeah, I tested positive for COVID Monday morning. We were really hoping, that, you know, that that was just a Saturday night fever. <laughs> it's pod, podcast fever, right? That's right. But I'm fine. I'm I'm good. You know, it's just just recouping a little bit. I mean, I'm I'm over ten days, you know, past this, so I'm good. Everything's good with me. She's fine. We're finally back out in in normal yeah. world again. I guess we we were kind of holed up in the house for a couple of weeks. Yeah, but- it's rough. I'm telling you, it's a. It's not fun having to be forced to not have any contact with anybody. I mean, I'm tired of my bedroom. I'm tired of the four walls of my bedroom. I can tell you that. (laughs) It'll drive you a little stir crazy. Yeah, I finally got to hug her a couple of days ago after (laughs) 10 days. (laughs) But I I did pass the time watching a couple of uh, serial killer things on Netflix. You know, that big comforting, you know, soothing, (laughs) relaxing, comforting (laughs) viewings. Actually, they were pretty good. I watched uh, one on Netflix about the mafia in New York City, and I watched the one about the son of Sam that's on Netflix. So, yeah, you know, good comfort viewing there while I'm down with COVID. <laughs> this is not not indicative of future career plans. No, no, no. no. <laughs> this is not study material for her. <laughs> but I did, you know, gave me a chance to kind of just kind of lay on and have anything else to do. So let's just binge some TV. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? Uh, for me, I'm let's see, I'm just usually I'll play a couple of games as always. I, the only thing I've been watching lately, like I'm revisiting, I have been in a very deep well of 90s nostalgia lately, and I've been re- revisiting watching the X-Files. I'm currently on the second mm-hmm. season. So it's fun to revisit that. Like I even I can already tell like the first season was so good. And like even for what its subject matter was, it felt more grounded. But then I'm in the four or five episodes in the season two, and it's already into bigger budget we got to make this look shinier and cooler compared to the first season <laughs> yeah i've noticed i've noticed you posting about watching some x-files episodes yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah, that's been my binge thing that's like i've got all kinds of other newer stuff i need to mm-hmm. watch but i've just been stuck in the nostalgia realm i've been doing that and just playing games i've been doing a bunch of game add like i'll be like hey i haven't played this game in a while okay yeah i'll do that on top of like all the newer games i've bought recently like <laughs> I know Brock, he's talking uh, talk about he's been playing Far Cry 6. I picked it up because I caught it on sale one day, and I'm like, I want to start it. But then again, it'll be, uh, this will be mm-hmm. what I'll be devoting myself, my free time to for a little bit when I've already got 8 million other things in the backlog. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I know. Yeah, speaking of X-Files ramping up that budget, we we finally, it's kind of like Next Generation mm-hmm. when they mm-hmm. hit season three. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we just crossed over the other night finally into season four. We had been so. on a binge there for a little bit, but. Some things get in the way, so you know we'll be sitting here. It's like, why don't just pop on another next gen episode? But I've been enjoying our little journey back through that. Kevin, you were on that that path for a little while. Did how far did you get next gen? I'd have to pull up Netflix. Honestly, I don't remember. (laughs) It's been a while. Um, It it has been a while. I mean, I mean, it's that's the thing is is we have we we all have access to so many things that we can do, Mm -hmm. so many things that we can watch. That it is very easy just to. to, It's not like I'm not going to go back to it. I will. It's still there. I think I think Netflix still has the rights and it's still on there. So uh, I'll go back to 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 watching it again. But I mean, I've I've been busy, man. 
I always think about all the stuff I could be watching that I've never watched. And what do I do? I go back through the whole Seinfeld seasons. And <laughs> now for some reason, I've gone back to, uh, I, I guess I can blame Applebee's for this, which is fine. But now I've gone back through the, uh, starting to go back through Cheers again. So, you know, like I said, just visiting these old shows and just mm-hmm. going back through them and watching them and getting back into that a little bit. So yeah. I'm trying to figure out how does Cheers relate to Applebee's? Well, the- <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, there's an Applebee's commercial that uses the Cheers theme song in it. Oh, okay. yeah. So it kind of triggered that in me. I was like, you know, I really like Cheers and I always loved watching Cheers. And I had started on it you know, a while back and then I just kind of fell off of it. And just like I said, with everything with being sick and whatnot, I just found myself back there again. So I just made me think with 80 sitcoms, I'm holding off for one day whenever somebody puts Night Court on because like I want to watch Night Court. They used to show it on Laugh on the own air TV, over the air antenna, Laugh. There's a channel Laugh TV, but Mm -hmm. L-A-F-F. Yeah, they used to show it like on Saturday mornings, but they've changed their lineup. So, yeah, but I'm I'm surprised that Night Court is not on a streaming platform somewhere. I know they're trying to do some kind of revival with it. So I guess if whenever that happens, maybe they'll do it. I bought the first two seasons on Amazon years ago. And then I was like, well, maybe somebody will put it on streaming, but it still hasn't happened. But. That's kind of like the Drew Carey show. You can't find it anywhere mm-hmm. because they use so much different music oh, yeah. in those shows that the the rights, well, I had read recently that the rights of the music is what's keeping it off all the streaming platforms and off DVDs and distribution because mm-hmm. season one is on DVD, but the every season after that, you can't find it anywhere. Nowhere. I know that's what, except I know that's on YouTube. Like what- I know that's what like for the Muppet show for decades was mm-hmm. held up because of that, because of music rights, which uh, I understand. But it's also at the same time, I'm like, come on, you know. Yeah, I, I really wish the Drew Carey show would, would, would loosen up a little bit and make these things happen. But yeah. it's been off the air for so long that yeah, well, it's an afterthought. But that was such a good of, show. If only one of them they pony up the music rights for is for Van Halen's Panama when Remember when Phoebe, uh, uh, oh, what's her name? I'm, I'm planking on her name, the neighbor. Uh, his, also his secretary. Oh, Mimi. 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 Yeah, Mimi. Uh, uh, they were trying to like buy out Car- Drew Carey's old like family home. They were going to put some kind of new mall or something there. And she was part of the people trying to get him to move out. So like for 24 hours, they were blasting Panama at his, <laughs> at his house. So that's, that's just one of those episodes that always sticks out to me. Season two of Picard mm-hmm. is coming back in March. So. March 3rd. I told Brock we're going to have to probably go back through that first season because it's been so long that we watched it and just to kind of get a refresh. But we know that, you know, Guinan's going to be a part of this new season and Q is coming back as well. So look at John and John Delancey look like a silver fox in that, in that trailer. I'm not going to lie. He was very, very handsome looking man. I have to say that. I want to relate Q to Discovery, Star Trek Discovery. They have not made an appearance on Discovery. That's not a spoiler, but I would love to see them show up at, at some point. The Q continuum. Because mm-hmm. there's some havoc going on right now in season four of yeah. Discovery. And, uh, it's, yeah. Oh, Discovery is such a great show, too. Just a wonderful show. It really is. It really is. I've seen a lot of people kind of pick on it, but it's been good. Mm-hmm. We've enjoyed it. Yeah. And they have little you know, mentions of Voyager and next gen throughout they sprinkle it little references throughout the season so it's always nice to whenever they mention something of the past or you know like that so it's oh yeah Mm -hmm. cool (laughs) 
I think I derailed this the conversation with cheers, but what, what have you been up to, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> we're just sitting we're, we're just sitting yeah. on the porch talking, guys. Hey, this is just how it goes. I mean, this is this is how our podcast goes. It's all good. Welcome to Alabama. See, what 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 have I yeah, exactly. What what have I not been up to really? That's the, the thing. You know, I've actually been really busy this last couple of weeks. Uh gotten this this frenzy again of working on 2.0 version of my Tuscan Raider. Mm-hmm. Um uh, building another Tuscan Raider based on some of the ones that are in Boba Fett's clan now. So I got all of the fabric for that. And I've been doing dye testing and I've got a whole, an entire new gaffy stick 3d printed out, got to put it together. Um, So I'll have one that everybody here is that's in our podcast has seen my gaffy stick. And then, you know, it'll, you know, it it could quite (laughs) literally kill you if you, if you handled it wrong. So I'm thinking, all right, I I don't want to get out doing this costume again and have that, that really, it's an impressive gaffy stick. Don't get me wrong. It's just you already have restricted vision anyway, and I'm carrying around something that could really hurt somebody. So I'm like, I'm going to go with something a little that may not look nearly 100 percent as good, but it's going to be safer for yeah. me to, to carry around. So uh, I've been working on that and been giving my 3D printer a good workout. And I'm also working on uh, Boba Fett as well, too. So uh, that's kind of an ongoing project. That's just a lot of printing that I need to do. And. And what else? Uh, Last weekend, you were in our neck of the woods picking up some fabric for your Raider, right? Yeah. 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 And we were like, yeah, oh, you're, you're right down the street and we'll wave from afar because we are COVID central. <laughs> so we didn't get a chance I to see I come and pick up your pox. I want your pox. <laughs> I want your cooties. Pox upon you. <laughs> we didn't, yeah. We had no biohazard suits for you to put on right. coming in the door. So, you know. Yeah. Well, we got... Um, I said, the only other thing I'm working on is finally, hopefully, putting a fence up in my backyard. But Ooh. Yeah, that's, uh, I've got to have another six, no, I'm sorry, eight trees taken out before I can do it. So mm. I'm going to have those taken out here in the next couple of weeks. So, okay. Yay. Making those Fun guys stuff. work out in the cold. Yeah. Well, it's funny because the guy came out and he quoted and he's like, So when do you want to do this? And usually it's like, I'll get you on the schedule. And I'm like, You guys aren't busy right now anyway. He's like, Yeah, man, there haven't been any storms. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I guess that's a good thing. Not good for you guys. He's like, yeah, not good for us. Because they they make their money off of uh, big storms coming through and and cutting down trees that have fallen and things like that. So, but uh, yeah, um, that's pretty much what I've been up to is uh, a little bit of everything, but a lot of costuming stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nice, very cool. Well, yesterday we uh, for. You know, Alyssa, my daughter, who has been on the podcast before, she's really creative and loves musicals and stuff. And so I tell you, I got to brag on Birmingham. I mean, we're we're, we're an Alabama podcast and we all live in the, the Birmingham, mm-hmm. remotely close to Birmingham, that area. I got I to gotta brag on on the city just for the things they offer. It's fantastic to be so close to so many Fun things like the Birmingham Barons, you know, the baseball team that's affiliated with the Chicago White Sox. And then you've got minor league hockey. It's it's semi-professional hockey. It's not really minor league. Uh, But, you know, the BJCC in the Birmingham and or the uh, the Broadway in Birmingham series that they do, they've got a lot of touring musicals that come through here. So part of Alyssa's Christmas gift from us was to go see the touring production of Dear Evan Hansen. And she has been all about that musical for at least four years. Yeah. And so we got to take her yesterday to the matinee showing. 
And man, what a fantastic production mm-hmm. that was. I knew I had not seen the movie, had not heard the music, which made her nervous because there's some, you know, <laughs> she's like, I'm sitting over here with my dad watching this and they say these things. And <laughs> but it's a great musical. I, yes. I really enjoyed it. That was the first time I had heard any piece of music mm-hmm. or any dialogue out of it. And I, I tell you, Birmingham's got a lot to offer. And I just okay. really... I'm coming up on my fourth anniversary of living in the area. Um, of course, I lived I lived close by in Tuscaloosa when I was in college. But now being back actually in Birmingham proper for four years, uh, there's just so much to do. And I absolutely love it. And I see a lot of people talk bad about Birmingham, you know, because the crime rate's nothing to write home to mom about <laughs> in a positive way. But they have worked really hard to reinvent themselves in a lot mm-hmm. of areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it, there's so much to do and it's a great city yeah. and just being this close. I mean, we're within a stone's throw of the BJCC almost yeah. and can get mm-hmm. down there for these types of productions. And, you know, Cami yeah. coming up in February down at the BJCC, mm-hmm. that little uptown area. They've got restaurants and everything there now. Uh-huh. It's where mm-hmm. and the new yeah. Pro- Protective Life Stadium for UAB football. And I, I, I tell you, there's a reason I wanted to move back up here, and mm-hmm. I just gave a lot of them to you. It's so much fun. Yeah, that area yep, is yep. coming up very well. And they've they've just finished that big remodeling of the the arena of the, well, mm-hmm. used to be the G- BJCC Civic Center, but now it's the Legacy Arena tied into mm-hmm. the BJCC. Yeah. Birmingham Jefferson Convention Center. So it's all oh, tied yeah. together there. And they're, you know, totally reworking that area completely down there to create this big mm-hmm. city walk area. And uh, we got the World Games that's coming up. So yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of yeah. changes and a lot of prep and a lot of things coming into downtown that's just really great for the city. Yeah, Birmingham's going through kind of like a, it's kind of like a mini cultural renaissance in a little bit. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it, it's definitely not. The, I mean, <laughs> pretty much everybody on this podcast agrees. It's definitely not the Birmingham we grew up. No, with. definitely no. not. Uh, no, 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 probably, no. probably in the last twenty years, it is really like it. Like you said, you were talking about like talking about restaurants like near the BJCs. It used to, you'd go to the, you'd have to if you wanted to eat dinner or before or after an event there, you had to go outside of the city, yeah. then come to do whatever you're going to do, and then you'd leave. And like I said, overall, like I said, yeah, I definitely because I've been going to stuff at the BJCC forever. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. All it my life. Way, it is way better than when, what it yeah. was when we were, like I said, mostly probably the last 15 to 20 years has been really good. Yeah. Yeah. Just since I've been here, they've gone through a lot of changes over the last four years. And mm-hmm. I tell you, I love that area of Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a great place. I'd say for me, like part of me, like when they were doing the remodel, the arena, I kept looking, I never did see it. Cause I kind of actually, I'm not going to lie. I wanted one of the old chairs. I know just cause <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, man, that would be something kind of cool to have, but I never did see anything about it. So, yeah, I've read about the the changes and the upgrades and the remodeling. So it's really looking forward to when we can. There's some kind of event that we can get to go to in the arenas, so I can actually see for myself yeah. the changes that have that have taken place inside. And like I said, I'm really reading about this uh, City Walk Center that they're putting in and all the different things that are going to be there. I'm really uh, excited to see all this that's changing down there and uh, how it's all going to turn out in the end. I love the railroad park area around where yeah. the mm-hmm. where the Barons play, and you know they're all there's always restaurants, there's always something changing, they're always building something, bringing something new in, 
And I used to work downtown for years, could tell you everything that was downtown. And now that I don't, it's it's hard, like, wow, this is new and I don't know about this mm-hmm. and trying to get down there and take in all the new stuff and see things and what's new down there and eat. And so a lot going on. I am not looking too many years away from retirement for my current job. So, uh, <laughs> you know, if anybody from the Birmingham Barons is listening, um, <laughs> when I retire, I do work in communications and marketing. And um, yeah. Hi. This is his. I need something to do post retirement, <laughs> and I would love to work for the Barons. Every time we go to a game, he's like, "Man, I, I just would love to be a part of this. I would love to be working down here with these people. This this might be retirement goals for me." Regions Field is beautiful. I yeah, love yeah, Regions Field. I, I need to go back. I don't think I've been for a game since we had the Ghostbusters night, and then the last time I've been there was a couple of years ago for one of the MS walks. Oh, we ought to all get together and go to a mm. couple of games this year. Oh, there's so, much, so fun. much fun for sure. But, like that, there's a lot of the sporting events. Also, like I want to go, like some at the arena. I want to go check out the squadron, their G League basketball team. They got yeah, yeah, that's right. That's that right. Too, yeah, yeah. They play at Legacy Arena, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I saw the post about that too a couple of days ago. I didn't even know that was going on until I saw that. So. Yeah, and if, if anybody from my job just happens to hear this, I'm not trying to speed up. <laughs> I love my job. I really love my job. Somebody's getting called to HR. <laughs> this I'm, I'm I'm thinking ahead to post retirement plans because it's not going to be too many more years before I'm eligible to retire. So I'm just thinking ahead, laying the groundwork. Barons, I'll talk to you in a few years. Current job, I love you. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> just two weeks to retirement. Yeah, I I just wanted to give Birmingham some love. Mm -hmm. Like I said, there's a reason I wanted to move back to this city, and 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 they're improving on the reasons that I wanted to come back. Mm -hmm. They're doing good. So anyway, stay classy, Birmingham. Yeah, please. (laughs) Speaking about uh, as I drop things, uh, speaking about moving on in life and. From life, you know the we we all. I kind of I, I kind of I, I made a <laughs> what I, that is one amazing is, segue well, transition. Well, you know you you got to twist wow. it around some. You know I I we we all have a private chat that we talk in all the time when we're not doing the podcast, and I made a crack that we're no longer going to become the Bama geeks. We're going to become the obituary geeks <laughs> the way 2022 was going Friday. Good night, man. Yep. We'd already lost, you know, Bob Saget and Betty White and Sidney Portier and uh, Peter Bogdanovich. Is that, was that his name? The director. Yeah. yeah. We, we've already lost a handful of people. And then Friday, this past Friday comes along and Hey, let me just, when you guys wake up, Meatloaf is gone and Louie Anderson right after him. Dang it, 22. Uh, yeah, 2022. 2022? Just, just chill out. Yeah. Good night. Well, I mean, it, the, the going joke when 2022 started was it's 2022. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, 2020 was, ugh, that was horrible. Mm-hmm. So this is like 2022 strikes back, the return of 2020. <laughs> yeah. Celebrity deaths have not been for want this go around. Yeah. Well, or, or, really like, or I like to refer to it as who did Keith Richards outlive this week? Yeah. 
There was also there's another person. Uh, there was another younger guy. He just passed. Oh, oh the guy. Name? Yeah, he's going to be in Moon Knight. Yeah, can I as, think of his name? Midnight That's, Man. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but I I, I saw where he's going to play the character of Midnight Man, and we're going to talk about Moon Knight in just a bit. But yeah, that uh, that was sad. Was a skiing accident. Mm-hmm. Man, but uh, we were talking in the pre-chat about. You know, Mr. Loaf, as the New York Times allegedly referred to him. Mr. Loaf. <laughs> Mr. Loaf. His name is Rock. <laughs> you know, prior to his, I would do anything for love. I was not overly familiar with him. But when that hit in high school, I mean, everybody knew it. Mm-hmm. That song was went gangbusters. And then you guys knew him from a couple of movies, too, right? Yeah, um, one of his biggest claims to fame is Rocky Horror, being a part of that. Uh, Eddie? Eddie, yes. He played Eddie in Rocky Horror. And none of Bo was, we were actually talking about Rocky Horror before we recorded tonight. And, you know, Bo made the comment, he's like, I've just never really been able to get into the movies. I was like, you don't just sit down in your living room and watch Rocky Horror. Because if, if that's your first experience ever watching that movie, you will think it's the worst thing in life. Rocky Horror is always best experienced and viewed and watched when you were at a theater with a live audience. It's a terrible movie, but the live experience is what you go for and what you what makes it exciting for you. Mm. He had great success and, you know, with the Bad Out of Hell album, uh, it was a big seller for him and it's not a bad album. It's got great songs on it. And you know, I kind of grew up with a in a rock and roll household, so I was. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a really a rock and roll based household I grew up in. So, you know, I had the familiarity with him, and then of course, people our age, you know, he had that resurgence of his career there in the nineties with the Bad Out of Hell two, with mm-hmm. I would do anything for love. You know, these big epic songs, the music videos, of course, were epic to go along with these songs. So, didn't he have an album called Back from Hell? Yeah, when, it, when there were, it was back from hell, and that that and supposedly he lost his voice at some point, right? And then he and that was him bringing it back or something like that. I, I don't remember. It's it's like really foggy yeah. about his history, but I remember that there was like rumors that he had lost his voice, and all of a sudden he had found his voice again, and now we get to hear Meatloaf again. And always kind of thought that felt like a PR stunt. <laughs> well, he was he was actually supposed to be uh, a guest at uh, Knoxville at Fanboy. Yeah, too. it was. Yeah, yeah that's was, right. He mm-hmm. was. We were yeah. going to go up there and see him, but then yeah. everything fell through. Yeah, yeah. they. Uh, he had two van- fanboy appearances. I think that he was supposed to be taking part in this year too. So the most recent thing I saw him on, which is really not that recent, it was quite a number of years ago. And you know, do not send hate mail for what the show I'm about to say. But he was on The Apprentice mm. for a, a season. Oh yeah, okay. I remember seeing that in the commercials. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he had that bit part in Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we're going to say about that. So, yeah. We, we, <laughs> nope, Kevin. Nope, Kevin, nope. Kevin was going to say the name, but then he's like, I better not because we're family friendly. And then he, what was the other one? Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. He, he played Jack Black's dad. And yeah. that was that, that, that. Which it was good. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's, he was, you know, playing the overly uh, religious father telling him about how rock and roll was bad, which is funny coming from Meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I, I rewatched that clip. It made me sad because, like, it's a part where he's, he's, this song is the, 
the song uh the song's called kickapoo and it's, it's supposed to be the town where uh, jack black's kid character is from and it both has meatloaf and ronnie james dio in it and it made me sad oh, to realize wow. that both meatloaf and ronnie james dio are no longer with us oh wow yeah. That's like one of my, <laughs> this is totally off track, but when you watch an episode of Golden Girls and you see Burt Reynolds in the same scene with the uh, four of them and mm-hmm. you think, they're all gone. They're all, mm-hmm. they're no longer with us. But anyway, it still ties into our conversations, you know, yeah, celebrity so. deaths, people are no longer with us. So, Were you guys Louis Anderson fans? I, I, I yeah, I mean, he's, he did a, he did a HBO thing back in the in the early nineties, I I remember watching it. Was just funny, you know. And he he was hosting the Family Feud, so yeah, I, I I enjoyed him as the host of Family Feud. I would say he also has his little part in uh, Coming to America, which I think a mm-hmm. lot of people that's probably mm-hmm. where most people well, know him from. Yeah, Coming to America and Coming to America Two or whatever it was. He actually came back for that as well. Yeah. Oh wow, had on Amazon. So I think that I mean, granted, I haven't looked at it on IMDb, but that may have been the last thing that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that, he, like like major. He was mm-hmm. in a, he was in an FX show though recently. Yeah, this show with was that Galifianakis okay. called wasn't it back baskets B- or something baskets? Yeah, yeah, something like that. He also had but, a, a cartoon when we were teenagers. Yep, life life, life with Louis. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. yeah. I Which never watched weird. it, but I saw all the all the commercials for it all the time. That was back when anything could get a cartoon like RoboCop and Rambo. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I was like a huge fan, but you know, he's he's got the little sprinkle of uh in uh well, throughout life of of seeing him in different things. So yeah. Well, Louis, Louis Anderson was also blessed to be the the kind of person that all you had to do is say something like just a couple of words, and you're like, "That's Louis Anderson." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, like he, he had, had that, that voice. voice. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You yeah. could pick him out. You could pick him out of a crowd as soon as he talked. Mm-hmm. So you know, he had that going for him as well. Yeah. Sorry. Brock, you was talking about him on Family Feud. Yeah, like I said, he was in that time after. I'm trying to think. He was there before Richard Carn, and I'm trying to think who did who did he come after? He was after Ray Combs. Okay, that was it. Okay, that's what I thought. What, was he was he directly after Ray Combs? I want to say Ray Combs. He was ki- more the early '90s. Yeah, yeah. He because Ray Combs killed himself. Um, boy, this has gotten into a just a pleasant <laughs> conversation <laughs> back in the late '80s, early '90s. I th- what I th- was it during his run as host? Yeah, or was, was it after Family? F- I after thought he was still run? hosting. Might have been, and I, th- I think Louis was not long after that, or maybe mid nineties or something. I mm-hmm. I can't remember, and I'm not looking it up, so please forgive me. We're trying to go back twenty something years here in our minds that are already yeah. struggling as it is. So yeah, <laughs> I, I just I just want to tell our listeners we had this big discussion about how we were going to try to keep the the the. <laughs> obituary geeks to a minimum here then, then brock drops <laughs> hey, he just killed himself <laughs> <laughs> so you guys remember ray combs so yeah, yeah. He, he was yeah ray combs did it from 88 to 94 yeah and he then he passed two years afterwards and i said louis anderson okay. jo- joined it in 99 when it was revived and he held, he did it till 2002 and that's when richard karn took over yep okay al borland yeah yeah, time just kind of seems to run together at some points, and you're trying to piece things together. Yeah. <laughs> so. Is Richard Carr still around? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was a pencil oh, yeah. like a couple of years ago. Yeah. Okay, good. Because, I mean, I would be really depressed if if, 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 <laughs> if Al, Al was you know. gone. Oh, that would be heartbreaking. I know. I mean, what, let's get off that thought. I know mm. Wilson's gone. Look, so. yeah, we lost, Wilson's the only one we lost. <laughs> God, man. We okay. lost him All back right. in 2002, 2003. Mm-hmm. 
All right, guys, what's the next subject we can talk about? <laughs> yes, let's, let's do well, them wild transitions. Well, let's talk about the death of gaming, apparently. <laughs> oh, um, good. Oh, oh, come on. No. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> so what, what Brock is referring to is the big news that just hit of Microsoft acquiring Activision Blizzard. $70 billion. And then the 20% or $20 billion market drop that Sony got the day after the uh, revelation came out. Yeah. Hello, Xbox Uh, exclusives out the yin yang. uh, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is all y'all. Y'all discuss uh, this. This is is totally not my wheelhouse. Yeah. Jess's foray foray into gaming is is a uh, candy crush for the most part that's, that, that's been her current obsession but you, like you play you played nintendo that was that what was that I really game on nintendo switch animal, animal crossing. crossing i haven't touched animal my animal crossing oh, i haven't touched my animal she doesn't crossing. Want, oh man your villager you're gonna be mad I, that's why she's not picking up <laughs> that's why i'm scared to go back i've abandoned it's them gonna be accosted Oh, I've almost thought about starting all over again, but I thought, no, because I've got all my debt paid off and I got so much money in my, I was like, I don't want to start all over again, but man, my island, I could only imagine how many weeds are on it and my villagers hate me right now because yeah, I've abandoned them. They're, they're, they're suffering from abandonment right now. Yeah. But uh, her, her foray in, into Xbox, that world is, you know, her son, my stepson and, yeah. and myself are both xbox gamers yeah. bo's an xbox gamer so mm-hmm. yeah that, that that's her yeah or just you know watching brock play so yeah far cry six all the time well <laughs> bo do you do you want to do you want to go into what you feel how you feel about this since i kind of intro here oh you're good for me like i i don't know like i said i i am an, this is i'm gonna tell you i don't get into that console fanboy teamism i like xbox their service has been more what i, I prefer i have playstation the newest playstation i have is the three i like sony's product heck i got a ps2 sitting right beside me which to me i think is probably one of the best consoles ever yeah but overall is all like i said i I prefer xbox but like i know it's the whole the whole thing like i think i don't let's be honest they bought activision which activision owns call of duty which whether you like the series or not it's one of the most profitable games in gaming which you know a lot of people play it and I know a lot of people were all, you know, I don't think I don't think Call of Duty is going to become a a uh, Xbox exclusive if they're smart because that's a whole lot of money they could make, you know, yeah. just from other people. To me, my biggest thing I think what's going to happen is it's going to like Microsoft's been doing this big thing to push for their Game Pass, which is like mm-hmm. basically it's Netflix gaming, but, uh, kind of the best way to think about it. And I think what this is is just that the pad to their wheelhouse of this service. I think they're kind of moving past. You know, looking down the future past, don't buy our console, buy our service. Yes. That's what yeah. I think is happening. Yeah. And like, they're still going to release it physically for PlayStation. Eventually, you might be able to buy Game Pass and play it on PlayStation. But mm-hmm. I think, I think that's, I think that's where it's going. Yeah. I think the thing is, is, you know, it was really easy when Google first came out with Stadia. You remember Stadia? Mm-hmm. It's still mm-hmm. kind of an active thing. Google hasn't killed it yet, which is surprising. It's actually making money. It apparently is doing pretty well. I think that's the direction that we're going. It's mm-hmm. going to get to the point where we're just going to have network connected because, you know, the, the consoles require to have network connections for, for doing everything now anyway. So it's just a matter of just taking the hardware portion out of it and then just having everything stream over the Internet like Stadia. Yeah. So you've got if you couple that with what you're talking about, Bo, with the Game Pass, mm-hmm. 
that's everything you need there. And the, the, the one thing that, that you know, you, you look at it from the perspective of Activision. I think the majority of what they bought that for was Activision, but they also get Blizzard. Yeah. So Blizzard's the other part of the coin. Not only do they have Call of Duty with this, they had the most successful massively multiplayer online role-playing game of all time, which is World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. And World of Warcraft is one of the is a game if you follow anything to do with computer gaming right now. Blizzard has not been doing very well. Mm-hmm. Blizzard is um they they've been mired in PR scandals, HR issues. It's been a a veritable crazy house for them there um so if if microsoft can do anything uh, my my go ahead i'd say that's what i've been hearing a lot of people like the general feeling is if anything's good to come from this maybe they will they will make the culture at the the company a lot better than what it was yeah it's this i think that's part of like we're not gonna lie like microsoft probably got activision blizzard for a steal because of that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I don't think they would have even entertained selling before that because they're so successful. It's just, in my mind, two things were going to happen. One of the two things were going to happen. They were going to sell mm-hmm. or they were going to split Activision Blizzard again and bl- yeah. let Blizzard go off on its own and let Activision go on to, off on its own. Because at one point they were all Vivendi and then Activision came into the, to the mix. But World of Warcraft could potentially go on this Game Pass as well. Wait, you think they might bring it to console? Yes. Well, I they, do honestly think that they they actually they haven't experimented with it in a while. But I remember I forget which expansion it was. I think it was Wrath of the Lich King. They actually had some code in there that they had mined out where they were actually starting to put in control bindings. They think this is where it could be possible. Is because I don't know, like if you mess with it, it's uh, Xbox has been doing what's doing this cloud based gaming, which or sort of like Stadia. And like what's cool thing about it is, you know, whether you're, you know, your specs or whatever on your console, it doesn't have to be the, the the most capable to do it. It just needs to be able to basically show the signal and interact with your controller. Yep. So it's really neat. Like I, my my best example I've done with, I play a lot of Gears of War. Normally I, I have an Xbox One X, which is a little bit more better than I have a day one Xbox One. And it's upstairs. Well, the other day I said, well, let me try to see how this cloud-based works. And it actually, the game actually loaded faster doing the cloud-based because I guess it's just doing the remote better than it did on my actual end disc and on my console. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, this is just, I mean, it's just Microsoft expanding out their their game portfolio. And yeah. the thing is, is I could fully see now Microsoft that we grew up with is not the same company. It is no, now. not at all. The thing is, back in the day, they would have been like, you use Microsoft and that's all you use. I could totally see in the future them making a deal with Sony to make oh, yeah. it where they could stream their game pass through Sony's hardware. Mm-hmm. I never would have thought I would have ever seen Sega titles on Nintendo. Yep. And then now we see Sega titles all over Nintendo now. So it's it, it, things change, especially especially when you 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 get bigger companies like this that realize that they can make more money off of working together. Mm-hmm. Um, the the only negative to this is that I wanted to bring up is it's the same problem that I had with Disney purchasing mm-hmm. Star yep. Wars. I, is that you have one mega corporation that when they're putting out TV shows, they time TV shows to where they get the maximum output from marvel from all this from star wars from all their franchises and it slows things down it slows the amount of things they can do down because they don't want to compete with themselves the same thing happens with game companies you know you get this one big game company they don't want 
multiple franchises that they own to compete with each other, then they'll delay it or they'll rush it out, which is even worse. You know, we, we've had this really, a really bad run of AAA content coming out basically like an early access uh, where it's in beta and then them just patching it afterwards because they have the capability of doing this and just rushing it out. Heck, you get better quality games these days from indie developers yep. than you do. So I'm, I, I can only see that getting worse with a, one big, large, monolithic company running things. What do you think you were talking about? Like, though, like of the Activision titles, like I said, Call of Duty is the one I play the most, mostly just because I like the zombie mode, which has always been my main reason to buy it the last 10 years. But like, I think a lot of people are like looking forward to it slowing down because it's been a yearly release since, mm-hmm. gosh, for the last 20 years. And then, and it's basically, I mean, you got four studios working on it and it's basically kind of the same thing over and over, but they do one or two things. I think what you're talking about, this is one thing I think like gaming is about to go to in general, like, uh, like with the current Halo, it's called Halo Infinite. Basically, it seems to be a hub and then it's going to be something they're going to just continually build for. Like, I think, like, since everybody's more comfortable with online gaming and stuff, it's they release a central thing and then it's going to be content updates over the mm-hmm. years. Kind of like Fallout 76. Yeah, that's that's and there, there has been no hint at a new Fallout game. And then Microsoft bought Bethesda and Fallout 76 continually adds things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is I think they're trying to get people used to that model and it's working. But the thing is, is you have to make sure that it starts good. And Fallout 76 had a very yeah. bad rap right out of the, out of the gate. <laughs> and a lot of people have not picked back up on it. I've heard it's gotten better, but, you know, gone are the days where we sh- you know, should expect games to just work when you buy them. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you can imagine back when we were growing up back in the day, if, if, you, if you bought a Nintendo game and they put the same amount of QA and development work into that game as they do games these days. You'd be returning it the next day. Yeah. Because you couldn't play it. You can't update. You know, it has to just work. Well, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of bad movie tie-in games from that era that we, you know, we played, but you know, we probably should have been released, you know. Are you hey, talking about E.T.? Are you talking uh, about E.T.? Uh, nah, <laughs> maybe a majority of LGN LJN's oh, catalog, Dick Tracy but, you know. and Who Framed Roger Rabbit and all these <laughs> oh, others oh, terrible titles uh, that I have copies mint in box of. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I love the movie franchises so uh, that's the same way uh, i'll buy something even the game if it's terrible i'm still gonna buy something tied to it like at least the ghostbusters art. yeah yeah and, and i was one of the early adopters of fallout 76 i pre-ordered the thing just to get the the uh the power armor uh the the, the helmet and so i've got the helmet and then the game was so bad i did not touch it for a year it took a year for me to actually install the thing i had pre-ordered and I got hooked into it. Golly, how long did I play that, Bo? Two and a half years? Yeah, you were, you were grinding on a pretty good bit there And it's while. the only game I played for almost two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Until finally I said, I know there's other games out there that I want to play. <laughs> so I, ha- I gave up Fallout 76. It really came down to the fact I ran out of storage space on my Xbox and didn't want to buy any extra hard drives. So I deleted Fallout 76. One thing I hope they bring back now that well, it, it, it they've got what a year before the deal is actually finalized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when all that's over, said and done, everything falls into place, and and I, I, I'm thinking of Yubo uh-uh. is Guitar Hero bringing that yep. back. There's two <laughs> franchises I hope they really re- re- resurrect that and the Tony Hawk series. 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about yeah. Tony Hawk. Yeah, yeah. The NeverSoft is part of the NeverSoft became part of Activision. Like it's it's so weird. Like I've gone back and looked and realized like, all these studios have been absorbed by other ones that are now absorbed by others. The- but just the amount of time you have put into yep. playing these fake instruments. If I had spent as much time playing my plastic instruments as learning an actual guitar, I probably would be pretty good by now. (laughs) You could have played along with meatloaf. Exactly. I think what I'm doing now, though, I actually that's that's kind of crossed my mind since I've dug my trombone out of storage. I think I'm actually going to start picking it back up and getting back uh, a little bit proficient back in my trombone playing. I've actually been thinking about it. Okay, so when we're talking about growing the Bama Geeks podcast, one of the things (laughs) is we're going to have bonus member episodes at some point probably <laughs> and you're going to have you know uh, first rights to bose trombone albums <laughs> and, and if you and if you pay and you get the next tier up then you can actually get kevin to add on too because i still have my trombone it's in the closet in there if you, i'll bring it out every once in a while and now that i don't have a dog that freaks out whenever i play it i could probably play it more often and i have a trombone that I have not touched in 25 years. So, so for the up, tier, top donors. tier, you get the bad stuff. <laughs> That's when I'll chime oh, in. Oh, wow. We all three of us will play Mary Had a Little Lamb for you together. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it over Zoom so it's out of sync. <laughs> so, so the three of us will do the trombones. Jess will have a tambourine. There we go. So yeah, we're, we're set. I don't even know if I can play tambourine. Well, then we'll give you a triangle. Okay. Everybody can play triangle and we need more of it. (laughs) So there you go. We're going to have the Bama Geeks Quartet for uh, future Patreon members. I never picked up an instrument. My voice was my instrument. So, oh, the things we have in store for (laughs) y'all. I can already have no idea. Uh, Actually, those of you who know us probably have a decent idea, (laughs) but you don't. Yeah, y'all were all banned. I was, I was choir and drama. So, I, I had your your thing. I had mine. We'll just put you in the go go cage. <laughs> you dance while we play. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're supposed to grow the community, not frighten them away. Um, no, you don't think the Trump uh, like twenty years of of not playing the trombone consistently is not going to scare anybody away? People will ask, "How much do I pay not to see this?" <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> play play both sides of the card. Hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can't lose if you're on both sides. That's right. That's right. So I, uh, I I don't even know if my trombone still works. I mean, I that thing hey. that slide has not moved in twenty five years. <laughs> It's probably frozen yeah. completely. There, there were, there were at least I don't know what, how, how many have we dug out now, Bo. At least two or three honor bands where you and I were together, and, and at least two of those we set right, but right next to each other, and yep. didn't realize that we were going to be friends later in life. It's so weird because like, <laughs> that was like 90, 97, 98, 99 ish. So mm-hmm. that's so weird. And then the world of Ghostbusters brings us I all know, together. Right? It's <laughs> so wild. And then Bo was like, "You probably don't remember me, but we were in honor band together," and I was like. No, I, that's just crazy. Okay. I, I I have this gift. I can't remember. Sometimes I can't remember people's names or important things, but faces I'm really good with. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of those things. I don't know about now, but at least you know from my your early years to now, you know. <laughs> oh, I may, have to, I may have to share one of those video. The one of the honor bands. I think I, I think I've got it uploaded on YouTube. I'll put it in the front porch uh, after we 
post this episode. Well, so you guys can see at least two of the the four Bama geeks sitting next to each other before they really knew each other. The world has a way of bringing people together, just like Bo, you were friends with Michael Nix for so many years. And then what happens? Brock goes to Alabama and meets Michael Nix before he meets Bo Bearden. And then it it is so (laughs) weird, like how the the, the world will work like that. I think this year marks 20 years that Nix and I have known each other. I've known Nix. I think we met in 2002. Hmm. Uh, see, for me and him, it would be we're probably in the thirty territory. Cause, yeah. I mean, I met him. I met him in, in high school. Yeah, eighth grade. So yeah, and I've been I've been graduated twenty ooh, twenty three. Mm-hmm. This may be twenty three years. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, oh definitely yes. Yeah. So I've known him at least thirty years. Yeah. Wow, it's crazy. Golly, that just means I've been out of high school. Yeah, guys, let's not years. go down this road. Twenty eight <laughs> years I've been out of. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ugh. I'm right. The, <laughs> class of ninety five. I'm I'm right behind you there, man. Let's see, and when when we when we do post video versions of this, and and we're getting there, I, I'm I'm trying to make plans to make this happen. I'm the one holding us up because of my background not being that great, but I'm working on that. And so when we start releasing these these videos of these podcasts of all of us sitting here, you're you're gonna see a lot of gray hair. Mm-hmm. So that means I have to start putting the. Be more presentable on Sunday nights. Than just- <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with baggy sweatshirts and yeah, hair pulled yeah. back. It's all good. Uh, thanks. I'm glad you feel that way. Well, you're cute. I Thank you. Married you otherwise. I'm. I'm glad. Well, I'm so glad you, you feel know how that shallow way. I am. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, shallowest of them all. <laughs> he doesn't marry ugly people. What are you talking about? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Well. We, I guess, uh, uh, anything else on the the gaming front on Microsoft? Mm, no, I mean, I guess in summation, it's interesting, but it could be bad. We'll just have to see. It's going to be an interesting future for gaming. I think revisit yeah, this topic in a year. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think if it gets approved, I mean, this could have a, a lot of antitrust implications as well. Yeah, so, that's, that's I true. Mean, I mean, we, we, we've pretty much seen uh, the, the original Ma Bell almost come back all the way back together <laughs> like a like a like a transformer or something that had been busted into pieces. But, um, you know, who's to say the same thing won't happen with, you know, games? Revenge I, of I, Bell I South. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'll just I'll just go back to playing games on the retro pie or maybe at some point eventually pick the switch back up. So. That switch is our our Nintendo switch has not been turned on in like three months. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Got to go dust that thing off. Uh, you're, you're, if you, I don't know. Like I said, everything's got a subscription online service. Like I said, uh, definitely if you look into it, Nintendo's got one. They've got a lot of old NES, yep. SNES, and mm-hmm. N64 and Sega games now. Yeah, yeah we've got the you family know. plan for that because of my son. Mm-hmm. He, well, one one he of our shared, uh, one of our shared friends on here, Darnia. He, um, he, yeah. he messaged me and he was like, "Hey, Kevin, you got a Switch, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like. Yeah, you need you need to you need to go. They got a, uh, a sale going on with Star Wars games, and I was like, man, I haven't turned that thing on, and I don't even know how long. But I'll definitely. I went and looked, and I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to get them because I'll never play. I've got games I bought I've never played. I already do that on Steam. I don't need to do it on another platform <laughs> where I buy games and never play them. <laughs> I got well, so many Steam games I need to play, but my computer is just like. <laughs> we'll get there. 
Is that literally what it does? It does. <laughs> it really does. I'm surprised it's running Zoom right now. I'll be honest. <laughs> oh, well, uh, you guys seen the Moon Knight trailer? Yes. What do you think? I had to watch it a, a several times because there's there's a lot to take in with that. It's like, what's wrong with that guy? <laughs> <laughs> he he having some issues. Yeah, I've got a a buddy that. I've met him about the same time I met Nick's when I was in college and he's a big Moon Knight fan and I have not spoken with him about Moon Knight, but uh, I see some of his posts. I, I think he's pretty excited. And of course, Oscar Isaacs um, mm-hmm. playing the, the lead character and, you know, love him as Poe Dameron in uh, the Star Wars sequels. Mm-hmm. So it, it looks interesting. I know nothing. I know zero about the character. So yeah, um, yeah, but I mean, I went into not, like knowing nothing about Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, and that, yeah. that turned out really good. So I mean, it, it's <laughs> just how always, they do it. That's always my hope is that if I'm not familiar with something, I always try to put that Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, in the back of my mind. But you have to because we went in knowing nothing about the Eternals, oh, and oof, that I, was not good. Uh. <laughs> No, <laughs> Those, that, that, that Raven endorsement keeps me from wanting to actually watch it. <laughs> I have watched a little bit of it and I'm like, I get why people don't like them. They're like so old that they're sick of each other. And then they, it, it just, that, that energy they give off of just like yeah. they're dull. The apathy, it just infects that whole film. Well, it's, well it's just- to be fair, to be fair, Gen Xers are full of apathy and <laughs> I have so much apathy. It's stupid. Yeah, but we don't like apathy in our movies, though. That's true. I mean, we're apathetic, but not, you know. But I should be able to understand their apathy. Their apathy is just boring. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't even want to. Eternals, that was, was, uh, what, almost two hours (laughs) of my life that I want to get back. And uh, I just, I felt really disappointed and let down. I wasn't excited. I wasn't, just nothing about it grabbed me. Yeah. So we're hoping that Moon Knight does not have that effect. Mm-hmm. I think Eternals would have been better if they had done it like a series, maybe. I think it could have been better that way instead of a, a full-length yeah. movie. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, I, I don't get paid to well, make those hey, decisions. So, but I think Disney is gearing everything towards TV now. So now that they've got Disney Plus and it's their main bank. You know, yeah. I think they they're, they're gearing just about everything. I mean, they've mm-hmm. they you know we haven't heard anything in a while about them doing the you know moving forward with the uh, the Rogue Squadron movie. I well, mean, that's probably because keep, of Wonder Woman eighty four. Yeah, that might. Yeah, have. but I mean, at the same time, I keep half expecting that to get re- reworked into some sort of TV show instead of it being a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very. Well, you know, I, mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm okay with like stuff like that now because I mean, people they like the studio stuff understand people will sit down and binge watch a whole ser- series mm-hmm. in a day. So I mean, they they're like you know, Cobra they can Kai. do that. Cobra you know. Kai. Oh. oh my gosh! Oh, I hate having to wait between seasons for that show. <laughs> That's such a good. Show. Well, you know they did finish filming. They just finished filming on the next season already. So really, they just get it okay, and get it out. The, yeah, yeah. They they finished filming in December. I think. Yeah, yeah it's we're a still settled. waiting on the last season of Better Call Saul too. Yeah, yeah, that one's a. Granted, Bob Odenkirk had a heart attack, and COVID hit. Yeah. Thankfully, they're all okay now. He's okay. I've got me thinking. I can't think of any kind of current series I'm like waiting on something new for because I'm watching old stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're watching, for some reason, we're watching Peacemaker. And <laughs> that actually surprises me a lot, too, that you guys are actually. It surprises me. <laughs> <laughs> as vulgar as that is. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I did not like the Suicide Squad. I, I didn't. You, like are you it. talking about the latest version? Yeah, the of latest it, version. Okay. Uh, because it I enjoyed so, it. It was so over. Yeah, I actually like that a lot. It, you guys know me. Mm. Um, hey, you like what you like. That's yeah, and, and, and it carried over to the Peacemaker. You know, um, I'm used to seeing John Cena as the wrestler. <laughs> you know, whoa, 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 whoa. You can <laughs> see him? Uh, occasionally. Exactly. There you go. Occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I I see him as the the guy with the Make a Wish kids and everything like that. I don't see him <laughs> as the peacemaker, and it bothers me. Um, Maybe that's why he did it. You know what I mean? There's, you know, uh, yeah. you, oh, I mean, he's trying a, to break out of the rut. Well, it's a complete the, yeah. 180. Oh, I mean, it's 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 the, not yeah. what I expected John Cena to to tackle. But yeah, I I. I mean, I'm. I don't know how to feel about this. The story is is, is the third episode finally got me a little bit with the story, and and, and I'm, I'm not doing any spoiler stuff on here at all. The fourth episode was a little bit better with the story, but it's just I don't see the need for so many f bombs, and this show is full of them. And it takes away from the story for me mm-hmm. because I'm sitting there cringing every three seconds. I just, it feels like there is this level of trying to be so over the top mm. and, and we could kind yes. of focus more on a, over a, the top on, on a, on a storyline. Yeah. And yeah, it's a, yeah, it's like they're trying to push over the top so much that it, it's exhausting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's yeah. exhausting. Yeah. And so the only reason I've watched all the episodes is definitely not because of the, you know, clear, concise language <laughs> or innuendos, every other sentence as well. I'm trying to to keep up. It, honestly, I think that's it. Is I'm trying to keep up with all the shows and stuff that are coming out because I've always loved comics. I've always loved mm-hmm. pop culture. And so I'm watching it and... It's a hard watch. Peacemaker is a very hard watch because it's in that same vein of the Suicide Squad, naturally. Mm -hmm. And there was so much in it that I don't know. And I mean, I I love I I love Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn. Yeah, I do. And I and I I just, you know, I know within Marvel there there there's a little more tighter reign. But I love the stories that he's put out. With the Guardians of the Galaxy, I love those films, but it's like we went to DC, went to Suicide Squad. It's almost like we're just gonna let we're just gonna open Pandora's box with you and just let you have it. Which I'm, I know that's what he wants, and he wants to do that. He probably well, doesn't have what, the tighter rein on him, but to me, it's like how over the top can I take this? What level can I take it to? Well, that was more his forte anyway. Like he was always very yeah very... right. You ever see Slither? No, I didn't. No, I hadn't seen that. Uh, you ought to watch that. It's one of his earlier. It's well, I take earlier movie, but it's a. It's a kind of like. I would say it's like you've seen Slither, haven't you, Kevin? It's kind of the the alien slug type. It's kind of like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, mm-hmm. yes. kind of not, but okay. it, it's a fun movie. It's him. I mean, it's not his f bomb laden. I at least that I, that I remember. But it was still, you know, 
there's a lot of, a lot of good uh, familiar faces. Nathan Fillon's in it. Uh, Jenna Fisher's in it. Uh, Michael Rooker's in it. Michael Rooker is really awesome in that that movie. Okay. Jenna Fisher's so, in really. It? I guess yeah, they were. She's got, probably, she's got a small. She's got a smaller part. She's not like a major character, but she has a smaller part. That's well, probably that at be, the time they were married. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. right. She was married to James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, like, I mean, we, I'll be willing to check that out. Yeah. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've yeah. ever seen that. Yeah, no. we'll put it on our list. I, I am the more DC guy anyway. Like I said, mm-hmm. I've, I'm, I, I've been kind of a yeah, peacemaker. Like even though I, I like Suicide Squad, like I don't. I'm just from the. I like some of the goofiness. Like I've seen the opening. Intra- opening sequence dance scene yeah. thing, which is <laughs> yeah. that's kind of funny, but as a show, like I was really not that interested in it. Eagly is ahead. awesome. I'll give you this much: the eagle, <laughs> the, the eagle. bald eagle, is awesome. Yeah. I, yeah, okay, yeah, but like the only DC show I've really watched that they've done, I've watched Doom Patrol, which there are there's one character who likes to use the f word a good bit. It's it's, <laughs> it's, it's Brendan Fraser's character, so I don't mm-hmm. know how you would feel on it, but you ought to give Doom Patrol a shit. It, well, it, it we- does it does a lot of weird. It goes it has a lot of weird context and goes way what? out there on some weird topics. But I like well, Doom Patrol. We we watched the well, the first episode and we need to get back into it. Well, you know, in Peacemaker, Robert Patrick plays his dad. Yeah, that's which a- is which is really weird. And not only is he his dad, he's like a white supremacist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh and yeah. Granted, I'm sorry if that's a spoiler to you guys. It's it's really not. It's it's, well, uh, well, it's, that's, it's really not a spoiler. Well, that's the whole thing. You- say the whole thing with Peacemaker. From what I understand, he is he is Captain America with terrible morals. <laughs> he's dumb. Yeah. He really yeah. he, he he comes off as a goofy. Idiot. He's naive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's naive. He's really a naive guy for 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 someone who's done as much as he has. He's really um, naive and uh, manipulate. He's easy to manipulate. I mean, do dare I say a lunkhead? I mean, yes, just, yeah, yeah, I could say that. And yeah, I I don't know if he's that way in the comics. So if you're a comics right. fan and have read Peacemaker and whatever he's been involved in. I'm sorry if if we're destroying any kind of if you're yelling at the podcast right now we're sorry. It's just how we feel. We're, we're ignorant. Remember, don't give us anything below a five star review. That's right. <laughs> if you didn't like this, forget we asked. Um, uh, as, as I said, why are you like what you like? And hey, if that makes you happy, enjoy it. But you know, yeah, and, and, and I'm just trying to keep up with all the superhero stuff because of, like I said, big fan of of. Mm-hmm. Of pop culture and and so many of the mainstream heroes that now we're digging down into these characters that I'm not overly familiar with, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a mixed bag so far, at least for me. Yeah, I no, I agree with you on that. But I'm always willing to give things a chance, mm-hmm. you know. Even though I completely, like I said, I don't understand the necessity of dropping that word every two seconds and every sentence. I'll still, if, I'll still give it. I'll I'll overlook it and give the give the story a chance. Mm-hmm. Well, I even think, like I said, that's with me. Like I I don't think it. I don't know. If, like yeah, I'm with you. I, it shouldn't be used so much. But I guess also one of my favorite movies is The Big Lebowski, which that move that well, word hey. is used. Well, well that's, uh, <laughs> that, 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 that's that word. That word is used a lot in The Big Lebowski, but it's <laughs> it is. But it's a good story. But The Big Lebowski uh, is a good movie. and the thing is is peacemaker may actually they may sew it up at the end of the season and it may turn out to have a really good cohesive story Mm -hmm. but the problem is is the story right now it just doesn't feel like it's moving very well i mean it's it's moving better and more consistently than the book of boba fett i can tell you but but it's it, it it does feel like that you get the story but it's it's just exhausting to Mm -hmm. have to deal with it's the same comedy over and over again. It's like they're just retelling the same the shtick over and over again. 
in each episode and it's like i've already let's yeah, move we, on guys yeah yeah so Pe- is, peacemaker is as a show to me is not funny so the, is the, it one the of those things really quickly so is it one of those things where like, we need to wait to the whole season to watch because i hadn't started it yet probably or, be best yeah yeah, okay. just, binge yeah it. just wait i don't i don't know how many episodes there there are going to be but yeah i'd wait till the end of the season and then just binge it yeah just binge it we were just sitting around and they released the first three episodes right there back to back. And so we just sat on the couch and watched it. And by the end we were like, mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Then they released episode four this past week. I'm like, well, discoveries okay. on hiatus till, till mid February. So let's just <laughs> pop this on. <laughs> but yeah, our, our Wednesdays are all short up. Like you were talking about Kevin with book of Boba Fett. So let's go ahead and, there's the spoiler siren mm-hmm. we're going to talk book of boba fett and uh episodes three and four and uh i i don't know how to feel yet about book of boba fett either mm-hmm. i've got mixed feelings on it not in bad ways not in good ways i'm just waiting to see where they go with it yeah, yeah. The, the the problem with the series so far in my opinion is they've it's the split story and yeah. the thing is, is like at the end of episode four we're almost i think at this point we're caught up and everything's going to be like i think so the story is going to be go because there's really nothing else to cover we've already we, we we've covered you know him get uh figuring out his armor sign the sarlacc killing the sarlacc um and then uh finding fennec shan getting her her um her, you know, her guts fixed by the, the mod squad guys <laughs> well, yeah, with, I love with a Tatooine techno. Yeah, <laughs> I love her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shanda's amazing. Yeah, yeah she's she's re- like so that's one cool thing like with the Mando and this. It's, they they get, have some really cool characters, especially for like lady cool characters. Like that's that's you know mm-hmm. that's cool. But other other than the other than the multicolored bikes, which everyone seems to be <laughs> seems to be yeah. raging about, either, either loving or raging about. I haven't really heard a whole lot of people say they love it because they stick out so much they don't fit in the palette Not, of nope. the, the colors of Tatooine. Yeah, no, it so doesn't. it's really weird. They're almost like Power Rangers, you mm-hmm. know. I think it's this kind of you know I guess they want to be the the cool kid not really the cool kids but the the rebel the rebel youngsters of of Tatooine. Now now Bo, you remember when we were back in the nineties when we were teenagers? Whenever we wanted to do anything, we get in our cars and we would fix them up with whatever we could to you know just to be yeah. cool. And we would just go drive <laughs> up and down the main drag over and over again because that's all you had to do because you know we didn't have yep. phones and stuff. Yeah, that's what these kids are doing. Mm-hmm. That's why they've got the 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 ratted out fifties looking scooters. Well, so, you, so you're saying that's doing. equivalent to having the neon under your lot under your yes. car oh in the nineties? Okay, yeah, that Let's is see exactly. <laughs> what wow, how does that come around? That is uh, wow. <laughs> if you think about it from that perspective, it makes sense. And I don't think a lot of people people are just so upset by how it just doesn't doesn't like blend in. Think about how weird it looks when you're driving down the road and you see somebody with neon under their car. It doesn't fit into anything, and Used that's to. the point. Uh, well, yeah. okay, it, but, so but I, that's the that's the point is to not fit in. Well, on top of you know, I don't know, having droid parts attached to your body also kind of does that, also. Yeah, so, I mean, it's very obvious that's what they're going for. They don't want to fit in because the society that they say you know they're rage teen yeah. angst and all that crap. You know, yeah, speaking I can, of which, I can understand that. Speaking I mean, of which, they they have beef with Stephen Root. Yes. <laughs> Steven Some, Root, the water seller. Yeah. <laughs> the water broker. Of course, That's, all I go back to is, um, you believe you have my stapler? Yeah, we need a... They need oh, a, my. They need a 
I swear. So, no, so we're going to find out at the end of this <laughs> that the true villain in this, the the the, the guy that's oh. over the Pike Syndicate, is now going to be Stephen Root's character. That <laughs> <laughs> <Not> or Lombard. <laughs> I, told, I told you not to. Mm, I told yeah. you not to let them steal my yeah. water. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Yeah. So we we also got to see Boba Fett. He got gifted a rancor. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. What in the ever love it? And then he's like negotiating in episode four. He's negotiating with all the rest of the crime lords. Like, all right, I want to help me out. And then they're like, well, why, why should we do anything for you? If they're, <laughs> That they're only attacking you. Then all of a sudden, the rancor sticks <laughs> claws out of them. Yeah. <laughs> Cue the rancor. Yeah. No one, really no one good. thought to think why they would be sitting over the top of the grates of the of where the rancor was, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for an intimidation tactic. Hold up, back up on this whole rancor thing. You know, uh, you know, uh, my entire life, oh. the rancor is this big scary beast, and essentially, Boba Fett has told me that essentially it's a big puppy that falls in love with the first thing it sees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no 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 no! Da- Danny Trejo told 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 you. Yeah. That. yeah yeah yes. Who is now the new rancor keeper? Freaking yeah. Machete is yeah. the rancor keeper now. That was the that was the redeeming quality of episode three for me. Oh, that was Danny the- Trejo. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, now now in Star Wars, the the rancor that Jabba had, it was still a an um, adolescent rancor. That was okay. it was nowhere near as big as it was going to get. So it was very, it was still very young. So the one that, you know, Boba Fett is now bonded with and is apparently going to ride at some point. (laughs) And you're teaching me how to ride it. No time to write this. I've seen some people make like either a meme or relation where he says he's rode beast 10 times this size, where some people like show pictures from the holiday special with the cartoon (laughs) where he's riding the big giant monster type thing. So I'm assuming that maybe that's what they're trying to drop. Yeah, the, the thing in the holiday special he was riding was basically a red brontosaurus that, <laughs> that that it lived on a planet and it swam around in a big old puddle of jello and it ate metal parts well that sounds it like the, the life. weirdest it's it but, was so weird i mean you think with, with the brain core being like the puppy that's one thing you've noticed boba's got a little soft thanks to him getting a family and then like i said he's all well, good boy not think with rancor also like with boba fett it has shown me like an emotional spectrum with the Bantha. First of all, just, I'm not going to lie. The first couple of episodes, Aww. to me, the Bantha, the Banthas were yeah. like essentially targets. The first two or three episodes, and now <laughs> it's like now it's this big lovable creature. Uh-huh. And he, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I sent a well, tweet out to Ryan Dole because Ryan is always telling Jess and myself to have kids, and uh, so he loves to say, "Make babies." And so, and then when Boba <laughs> looks at the Bantha and he goes, and he says, you know, go make, make baby Banthas. I immediately tweeted at Ryan and said, that is the most Ryan Dole line I've ever heard. Make, <laughs> hashtag make baby Banthas. And he replied, yeah, uh, exactly. Make babies. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I mean, the, 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 the biggest complaint that I've gotten that I've heard from several people so far about Boba is they resent the fact that he's losing his evil edge. Yeah, his, his, he talks too much. Even Tamara Morrison came out. Uh, there was, I forget what I, I read it earlier today that he, th- there was just a lot of lines that he had to speak in one particular scene and he wanted to, them mm-hmm. to just have him be silent. And I then, John, and, yeah. And then John, and they said, John won't know he's not here. And then the, and then they came back the next day and, and John had called them and said, no, no, no. John wants you to say the lines. Mm-hmm. So the, it, a lot of the problem is, is that it's not the same Boba that we grew up with. Boba Fett was quiet. And yeah. The one scene that we got where 
you guys remember, I think it was in episode two where he came back to the governor's office mm-hmm. and instead of talking, he just stared at him with his helmet on. Yeah. That is Boba Fett. Yeah. Then did the same thing. He had the same, he had the same stare. That's just the Mandalorian mm-hmm. stare. And you don't get that from, from Boba Fett at all now. It's like, he's real talky. He just well, doesn't seem like the same character. Yeah, well, he's more talky without his helmet. They sort of, I guess it's kind of like the two different things, kind of the Superman effect. You know, he's two different people without his glasses. You know, he's got, yeah, when he's got the but helmet he's, on, he's, he's more talky his with his helmet. Now, yeah, than he was before. I mean, because I mean, what we saw before, he heard, he, you know, he didn't talk. You know, Boba Fett only said a couple of lines. So it's just, it's, it's the difference in the character now we're seeing. And plus the fact that the character is no longer a bounty hunter, he's actually kind of becoming, somewhat of a hero in a way and it's so it's basically kind of changing him from being a villain who but darth vader had to specifically tell him no disintegrations to all right cool he's got a family now and he's setting himself up for life to rule um in Jabba's place so he's going to kind of be bad but maybe not be bad maybe maybe just digesting for a couple of years in the sarlacc may have just you know <laughs> changed his priorities you know maybe yeah I have seen a lot of people complain that he's, you know, this is not the Boba that we know. Well, the thing is that we really never knew him. This is, nope, this is setting right. up his mm-hmm. story. This is his character development. Yeah. And they're being very clear about showing that the, the, the family connection, like multiple times showing how Django would fly off. And I will always call it slave one flying off in slave one mm-hmm. uh, to do some sort of mission. And then him ha- actually standing there with his, face on the glass like a kid waiting for his dad to come home he always longed for family because i mean he was in the end of the day he was a clone you know he didn't have any family all mm-hmm. he knew was tall and we and all the rest of the uh, the caminos you know he just he didn't really have a family so you know the the tuscans not mm-hmm. only rescuing him but then eventually accepting him when he proved himself i mean right. it's a wonder he didn't just stop right there and then just mm-hmm. become a tuscan well, I mean, his life drastically changed coming out of a Sarlacc pit. So, you know, and here's, like I said, here's the journey he finds himself on. And everyone thought he was dead. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he could have started over. But, you know, instead he just chooses, all right, cool. I'm just going to take over Jabba's, you know, J- Jabba's affairs and then, uh, <laughs> you know, essentially paint a target on my back by all the huts. He does say it's better to, you know, for people to think he's dead, but of course he's always going around going, you know who I am. I'm Boba Fett. <laughs> um, yeah, that is true. <laughs> but it's better for people to think that and you're dead. So <laughs> did it did it not bother you guys that like in the first couple of episodes when he's walking around Tatooine, he just keeps taking his helmet off? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. That is Beskar, man. There's a reason it's got a dent in it. It will protect you from blaster shots, man. What are, what are you doing? Yeah, that's the other complaint too. Is he he doesn't he keeps his helmet off too much and he talks too much. So it's a there's a lot of mixed feelings out there in the universe right now over this. And well, it's also a bit different than Mando because it's mm-hmm. actually him in the armor, not you know Pedro's yeah. only well, only face shots for when they needed him. Well, and, and, and it, the it's, Mandalorian it's, was supposed to be Boba Fett. Yeah, you yes. know, as as far as. The, the shows and stories and everything else. Well, and the man, you have to remember too, the, the Boba Fett is missing one incredibly endearing dynamic that Mandalorian has that is going to potentially struggle with next season is the first episode of Mandalorian. We get hooked immediately, not only with the fact that we've got a Mandalorian, but at the end of that first episode, we mm-hmm. get 
Grogu. Yeah. And then you have that that father protector status yeah. thing that, that hits immediately. And everybody's heart jumped and then mm-hmm. just like melted right there. You don't get that with this show. And there's there's a good chance you'll we will never get that magic again in in Star Wars. So I hope we do. Yeah. But that that magical moment of that first episode, I don't think they were going to be able to do that again. I have this thing where it's like I was I was re- I couldn't wait for Friday, couldn't wait for that Mando episode, I, and I couldn't wait to have the chance to watch it. And either me and Brock trying to you know get together where we're both watching it at the same time. And now with but I was like, oh okay, it's it's Wednesday, it's it's Book of Boba Fett. So there's the. I mean, I I, I want to watch it, but I don't have the same drive like I did watching. Mandalorian and you can blame the baby and if you want to blame the baby on that then fine but you know that that was no, one no, of no. my I'm, hopes. I'm not blaming the, I'm not blaming the baby I'm just saying <laughs> no it, I know where you're going with that but I'm saying for me maybe maybe that her. was a driving yeah. force for there, me to stay invested that in was this. a driving Mandalorian force for had a hook Mandal- <laughs> yeah. Mandalorian had a massive massive hook that kept us all on mm-hmm. for every season so far yeah you know, well, everything it has kept us, and then now we've closed that up with with Luke coming and picking up Grogu and saying, "I'm going to go and train him." We don't know where this is going to go in the next season. Mm-hmm. Is Grogu going to be around? Yeah, I don't know. Right. I have no idea. But the other characters in Mandalorian are intriguing enough. Mm-hmm. Yes, right now, I mean, Boba. I like Boba. I love Fennec Shand, and I'm I'm interested to see where where they're taking him because yeah, this is a slow burn. Book of Boba Fett is a slow burn, but with Mandalorian and John Favreau and Dave Filoni, I I keep trusting. I'm, well, we I, have it's three not episodes exciting. left. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Three we episodes. We have three episodes left. Yeah, and uh, we, we're we're probably no longer doing past stories now. So everything yeah. should be present at this point. Mm-hmm. From from this point forward, hopefully we're going to be doing nothing but present. And keep in mind, the whole idea behind Mandalorian was to do spinoffs. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have Book of Boba Fett now. Then we've got the Ahsoka series. And now we have the the rumored, pretty much confirmed, but not confirmed officially, um, Bo-Katan series mm-hmm. that would be coming out. Um, so, and mm-hmm. I'm just hoping that, that Star Wars doesn't do the same thing that they did with Marvel and they run out of villains to do. <laughs> 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 of a villainish. And speaking of villains, I did want to drop this one. In the pre-show, we were, I told my... Uh, participants my fellow bama geeks here that i was going to say who i think is the big bad yeah and and book of boba fett so you know we got the pike syndicate right and Mm. um you know those those guys are are pretty evil but you can definitely tell they're tools they're 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 being used by somebody Mm -hmm. i think it's going to be prince shizor uh the black sun i think we're actually going to get the black sun in this okay um black sun the crimson dawn Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Crimson Dawn. That was in in Solo. Yeah, that was the one that mm-hmm. was created and ran by Darth Maul. But one one faction we haven't heard anything about that was an expanding universe is uh, Prince Shizor's Black Sun, and he was an incredibly powerful character that even stood up to Darth Vader in, in a fight in the expanding universe. He was very influential. And they've already shown that they're perfectly willing to pull one influential expanding universe character, Grand Admiral Thrawn, mm-hmm. in to, to be a primary antagonist. So if they have no shortage of villains that they could pull in, but the fact that we haven't seen Prince Chizor at all yet or heard anything about Black Sun makes me think that we're about to. 
Okay. Big time because he had entanglements and involvements with Jabba's sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. But there's a really good chance we're going to see that. And 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 everybody else other than me on the call was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. He he is a he is an incredibly influential villain in mm-hmm. expanding universe, um, and he, and if they keep him looking like he did in expanding universe, you guys are going to love it. He was phenomenal. Okay, big green guy. <laughs> well, let, let's talk about well-known characters. Do you think, as our resident Star Wars expert and encyclopedia, you think Han's going to get dragged into this because of his history with Fett? Possibly, but I hope not. I really do. I hope they. I hope they stay away. I mean, it's like Jessica's mentioned before that you know they they did pull Luke in at the end of Mandalorian, mm-hmm. but that that was a logical conclusion though. It's it, we knew Grogu was going to have to get trained anyway. We knew there was it was either going to be Ahsoka who had already said mm-hmm. ah, I'm not do it. So we knew someone. The, the only person that was really training at the time was Luke. So it was logically going to be Luke at some point, even though we were all surprised when he showed up in the. In the you know, the X-Wing <laughs> started like like tearing droids apart like they were tissue paper. Um, but with Han, he doesn't need to be there. He's mm-hmm. There's no reason for him to show up. I mean, I would love to see the younger Han aged up a bit and then not actually try to age Harrison back down. Like yeah. they're going to be doing with this new Indiana Jones movie, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather them not do that. I, I would rather them just not. Because yeah. Star Wars is more than the, the core... Skywalker solo family. Yep. <laughs> just, yeah. just get away from them and let's let's do other stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yes, it, it could happen. Well, sure. Han always had a Wookiee with him, and now apparently Boba is going to have a Wookiee <laughs> in tow, it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was so ho- hoping to seeing them two go against each other for a little bit longer. Now, Kevin, you said well, those two had done a, yet. You, you said those two have a like a rivalry history. Correct. Yeah. Um. The first time, uh, back. the The name of the character is Black Crescent. Um. The, the first time he 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 uh, he he comes up and you know he does the whole big Wookie glare hmm. at him and he's glaring at him and then uh, Boba does the whole uh, little bit of dialogue where he talks about it. He's not a sleeping Trandoshan guard. He's actually referencing a job and a previous run in that they had together. Mm-hmm. Because you can see Black Crescent's uh, reaction when he said that, because he was just ribbing him like immediately, like like yeah, you you rookie, yeah. Uh, because I mean, Black, unlike Boba Fett, who is more of a bounty hunter, Black Crescent is a killer. He is a <laughs> gladiator. He likes. I mean, in Episode Four, where he just gets mad at the Trandoshans for just having fun just- and rips one of them <laughs> in half. I mean, he's I like a gladiator. That. He just wasn't having it. Like, not today. <laughs> well, that, that whole scene was called Let the Wookiee Win. That's all I can think of. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope that that we Blacker Sentence is apparently going to be a part of the last three episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. But I really hope that they keep him around, not necessarily as like, this is Boba's, one of his guys, mm. but to be a chaos element. Like, someone that could pop in and out of the storyline and mess things up to be a, a, an uncontrollable element. Because that's kind of what he is. He's very uncontrollable. He is one of the coolest looking elements out of, out of out of Boba Fett for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no doubt. just as soon as he, as soon as we saw, we heard the the, the drums, the doom, 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 and then I was like, oh, I, when I heard that, I was like, oh, here comes the huts. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. And then when they came around the corner, and what I wasn't expecting was I saw. I remember when I was the first time I watched it, I saw the dais coming around and the podium, and, and then you looked under, and I was like, those are some 
furry legs under the podium. <laughs> and as soon as he walked around the corner and it was like that slow-mo of him walking, I was like, oh my God, they got black or something. <laughs> <laughs> what in the, this show just amped up like what I mentioned earlier, Jessica, about the the whole moment we got at the end of episode one of Mandalorian. Right. That, that was the equivalent in this mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Was like having him there. I was like, oh, not only do we have a Wookiee, we finally get to see a bad Wookiee. We've only ever seen good ones. We get to see a bad one now. One who has a an attitude mm-hmm. and a lot of history. I mean, th- there are some uh, really good YouTube videos out there. If you're if you're listening in on this and you want to know more about Black or Satin, there are some really good uh, YouTube videos out yeah. there that to explain his history. He's he's headed rough. I mean, that's one thing that these shows have done for me too, because I'm not as you know well versed in a lot of the deep lore of this so when when all these characters come about that gives me that okay well let me let me check this person out who is who is this about you know who who's coming into this world that i know nothing about give me some give me some info here that's kind of like that's kind of like the thing with with the tuscans i mean like we talked about yeah for you know we only had this one view of what a tuscan raider was and Mm -hmm. And I know that, you know, there's different tribes of Tuscans and things like that, but still it kind of gives you a more of an insight as to just this things that used to be just kind of like one dimensional characters. And and here you go. Here's let, let's talk about these people and what they do and how they live their lives and things of that nature. Well, we also we cannot acknowledge Hibachi Grievous, too. Now. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Vol- Hello onion, there. Onion Volcano. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I learned I learned the cooking arts from the great chef Ramsey. As I say, oh, Gordon Ramsay, the negotiator. <laughs> and how about the little the little droid that when he told him what he was, he just reached out and turned himself yeah. off. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was great. Yeah. Uh, who, uh, did you to tell me? We haven't talked about this much, but. Did you guys all think it was incredibly dumb when Boba was like, I'm going to look down into the Sarlacc by just pointing the ship yeah. down? Yeah. And I was like, what are you doing? That thing is not dead. It is now. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah. Spoiler alert. It is now. What a seismic charge does. And then, and then Boba's like, and next time, don't touch my buttons. <laughs> Going back to uh, General Hibachi. Um, <laughs> Oh yeah. I went to a Chinese restaurant the other day. The uh, the order number on my receipt was so close. It was order seventy six. Oh, oh great. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh nice. I was like, man, that almost fit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, you know, the the fifth episode will will air the day this episode drops, so mm-hmm. we'll cover episodes five and six next time. Made me think also of that episode. I did not know gonk droids were that explosive, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, okay, that look, broke my look, heart. What do you think, Bo? What would you think would happen if you took a blaster pistol and you shot my car? Yeah. Like the batteries on my yeah. car. Oh, that's that's what that's what a gonk droid is. It's basically just the bottom half of a Tesla walking around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So please tell me now you have the gonk sound as your one of your uh, ambient noises. If yes. not, you need to fix it. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> and I and it's still it, it's still queued up, guys. I promise. I'm still working on turning my um my EV charger that's on the wall into a gong droid. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh yeah, we hadn't followed up with that. Yeah, it's still it's in the hopper. You know, I, I have a 
I have I have costuming project ADHD. You guys have known me a long time. <laughs> That's true. You know, I have that. I have a project that you guys have been hearing about. I've been working on over 12 years now. Yeah, that's true. With, yeah, with, with the the ghost the Ghostbusters portal mashup thing that right. I was working on. <laughs> when when it warms up and we can get some workshop space, yeah, we can definitely still work on that. Well, that's yeah, like sure. that's like me. I still want to build me an afterlife pack now. So I mean, that's yeah, but Bo, at least that's recent. <laughs> We're talking about <laughs> stuff that I've been working on for twelve years, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've had a, I've had a gun kit for seven years for building me a new gun kit. So believe me, I understand. I've got a trap kit that I've had for about five or six years too. I was over pack fever even from watching the movie. I was like, eh. And then I've watched Matt Burkett build his, and I'm like, oh, 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 oh man. Uh, Matt, Matt, Matt is so much fun to watch whenever whenever he builds things. My my proton pack that I built back in 2011 is based off one of his builds. This, I, I he he provided all the photos and stuff back then, and I was like, you know what, this guy knows what he's doing. And in the years that I've known him, it just he continually amazes me. Yeah, uh, especially like I said with him doing the the like function of how the cyclotron works in the new afterlife packs. It's still like that's to me that is crazy moving parts in it. Yeah, if you guys are not following Ben Eady on TikTok, Dreadmaker Roberts, he was. One of the prop masters for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Go give him a follow. The things he's showing off right now. Yes. Pretty, pretty fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, he he's rebuilding one of the uh, the actual RTVs that he yeah, accidentally that crushed on the set. They uh, they were just going to toss out all the parts and he convinced Sony <laughs> to let him keep it. And so now he's rebuilding it. Oh, it's going to yeah. be the, the actual RTV. <laughs> mm. That's great. Yeah, fun stuff. Well, we've been through death. We've been through video games. We've been through <laughs> Star Wars, Star Wars, bounty <laughs> hunters, and all kinds of stuff. So, uh, been a mixed bag. Yeah, as always. Yeah. I mean, that's we just go off on tangents sometimes. That's that's what we that's what you do on the front porch. You know, I will say, I will say, we haven't been as tangenty this this episode as we usually am. So we're a little bit more on. What's going on? We got brain frog, frog, a frog. See, brain frog, yeah, <laughs> brain frog. Oh, that's the next yeah. creature killed in Boba Fett. <laughs> brain frog, brain frogs. Yeah, that, that's what Jessica. What some of our, our pre-show topic was Jessica telling us about one of the unfortunate side effects of COVID. Yeah, was was brain fog and how it was a you know that's a real crazy thing that you go through. So mm -hmm. apparently we're now we now have brain frog. <laughs> she has been entertaining to say the least the last few days trying to get over this mess <laughs> trying watching her cohesiveness yeah in thoughts it's been yeah. fun yeah not that I'm much better with brain frog but brain frog <laughs> <laughs> brain frog <laughs> that's what grogu's eating yeah uh, brain frog yeah. brain frogs yeah <laughs> oh well uh I guess we'll just wrap it up by saying join the Bama Geeks front porch. As we mentioned at the beginning, that's our online community. Facebook, just search for it. Go to at Bama Geeks on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can find a link there uh, on our Facebook page to the uh, front porch as well. And as we alluded to earlier, if you enjoyed the episode, if you enjoy all of our banter, please leave us a five-star review on 
Apple Podcasts, and now Spotify. And if you didn't like it, then just never mind. If you can't say something nice, don't say it at all. That's what Mama always said. <laughs> yes. Life is like a box of chocolates, too. So, but find us on social media. Join the Bama Geeks front porch. We'd love to chat with you. And we got more uh, more things planned in the very near future to uh, to help us grow. So, please share the podcast with people. Share the Bama Geeks front porch with people. And uh, brain frogs. <laughs> there we go. Brain frogs. And bring fog. Yeah, that's right. We are, a hot, classy, Birmingham. we are a hot mess right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll fully be out of our stupor by the next episode, hopefully. Maybe. Maybe. Says you. <laughs> I, I plan on staying in my yes, stupor. Exactly. You're, about. <laughs> You're good at something, never do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thanks so much as always for joining us. You guys want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah.